you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, November 1st, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Both finished fifth in the Heisman voting, incidentally. About that. Really? Uh, voice number one belongs to a pro bowler, a super bowler, a quarterback, running back, fullback, special team, bowl you over. He's the real Mike Rob, Michael Robinson. Welcome back, Mike. What's happening? Voice number two belongs to the former number one overall pick, the very first selection ever made by the Houston Texans. Full disclosure, I've been trying to dig up dirt on this kid for years, but apparently there just isn't any. He's David Carr. <laughs> Welcome back, Keep DC. Digging, Keep digging. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And David, you are the pride of Clovis Unified's Kastner wow. Intermediate wow. School Look in at Fresno. You. Yes, I am. Wow. Where you broke a number of California D1 middle school records. Now, first of all, I didn't know that was a thing. Secondly, <laughs> I didn't either. Thank you. Secondly, you were the quarterback of the Thunderbirds. Yes, middle school That's records. That's right. And thirdly, research department. I couldn't identify what records those are. But I know, and Mike knows, that you know what they are. So let's have it. And I will remind you, you are still under oath. <laughs> Well, completion percentage was 89% for the season. Wow. He now, Imrob, only because it was a, it was a wing tee school. Oh. So no one expected us to throw the football. Yeah. So when I did, the guys were wide open. Like, I literally could have <laughs> punted it to him. Now, in the Wikipedia page, it's records plural. There's another record. What is it? I also believe that we were, we were the first team to score 100. 100 points in a game. Yeah, and I threw seven touchdowns in that game. So I don't know if the seven touchdowns is a record or you, if the you – know You had to have been playing well. air, bro. Like, are you just – My coach was playing his his buddy, and his oh. buddy had just started coaching. Where's the sportsmanship? That's what I said. Okay, <laughs> it's just two guys beefing. Me? You know if you're playing your boy in Madden or something, you're not going to – It we're is. We're just going to keep going. It is. Yeah, you're right. I guess, it, I guess you're right about it. Mike, Rob, you're not off the hook. You were the pride 
Yeah, but I don't have any Verina, stories. I don't have any stories like Verina that. Verina High School in Henrico, Virginia. Henrico. Henrico. See, I got Verina wrong last yes. time. I said Verina. He got corrected Casca me, Verina. Right. Today <laughs> I say Verina and I get Henrico. But we always said, good, I'm Northern Virginia, so I get it it's wrong. Forgive good. me. All right. It's all good. And in your time as a scholastic superstar, you were a two time first team all state selection at quarterback. I did not know that. Not at quarterback. I knew I did some defensive stuff. You were also the runner up in two state championship games. Don't, but don't. Ah, the sweet me. sting of teenage heartbreak. My <laughs> question is if you could turn back time and not have Cher singing in your ear, uh, is that something that you would fix? What, uh, win a state championship? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? I truly believe that pain, that hurt, that sorrow from not winning a state championship. I went to, f uh, my high school didn't go to the state playoffs any year in any years in this history before me and then all of a sudden we go to four straight while I'm there go to mm -hmm. two state finals and lose one of them David we're up 27-7 at halftime uh -huh. and lose 28-27 Amar Brooks used to be outside linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers he was on that team oh. and oh my goodness he never let me forget about it every no, single time not. we talk he always reminds me of the fact that he won up me in that game. He picked me off, ran it all the way back, and then we kicked it to him right after that, and then he ran that kick off all the way he back. He did all that? All of that is a... He was a... Excuse my language. Oh, I just got upset. I'm sorry. You brought back some stuff lately, I but did, no, I would I not did. change anything. You wouldn't. Because that sorrow drove me to being the Big Ten Player of the Year and coming one second from playing a national championship game, which we would have played SC and we would have beat them too. <laughs> we ended up winning the Orange Bowl, coming in third overall in the country that year. We didn't win a national title. And I believe both of those sorrows led me to eventually winning a Super Bowl. So uh, uh. I would say no to all of that because I got the ultimate prize in our sport, the Super Bowl. Let's get it. Yes, you did. In fact, you both did. I'm so grateful that you're both Sorry. here. Thank you for being here. I was here. a little upset oh, about I love that. that. No, I yeah. love this. I, I, knew that, I knew that if I could just scratch a little bit, good. No, you something would it. happen. You found I found it. it. I found it. I found the itch. On today's show, NFL stars on the move. It is trade deadline day, a deadline that passed exactly one hour and seven minutes ago. Uh, and the big news, the big move, 26-year-old outside linebacker Bradley Chubb traded by the Broncos to the Dolphins. The Dolphins receive Bradley Chubb and a fifth-round pick in 2025. The Broncos receive a first-round pick next season, a fourth-round pick the season after, and Chase Edmonds. Guys, Bradley Chubb, let's talk. He's hit and sacked inside the 25-yard line, and that is Bradley Chubb, a huge play. It's his fifth NFL season. He was a pro bowler after the 2020 season. He was the fifth overall pick by Denver in 2018. 26 sacks. 58 QB hits, 33 tackles for a loss, six forced fumbles, one interception in 49 games in a division bossed by your Bills. Michael yep. Robinson, does this help close the gap? It definitely helps close the gap. But I will say this about Bradley Chubb. Um, on paper, uh, his measurables, everything says that this kid should be a superstar. I, I, would, I could make the argument that he has grossly underperformed. He's only had double-digit sacks one time. It was his rookie year when he won Defensive Rookie of the Year. He played all the all those games. He's had some injury bugs, some some things that that's messed him up. But a guy that size, that big, he should be dominant. Like we just watched, we watch almost every week. Um, you know, Aaron Donald do his thing and be dominant. We watch almost every week Miles Garrett be dominant on the outside with some of those measurables. I just hope that Bradley Chubb brings that to Miami 
really, really fast, really, really as soon as he gets on the field because the way to play these quarterbacks like a Patrick Mahomes and a Josh Allen, Josh Allen being a quarterback for the Buffalo Bills is you have to be able to drop seven or eight. You have to be able to drop as many guys in the coverage as possible while at the same time affecting the quarterback, moving, getting him to move off the spot, getting him to worry about the rush just a little bit. And it looks like that's what exactly the Buffalo Bills did with getting Von Miller this offseason, right? They knew playing, the, playing in the AFC, you're going to have to go up against Patrick Mahomes. He's a guy that extends the play, so you need a sharp shooter. You need an assassin. That's what Von Miller was for the Buffalo Bills. You would hope, the Miami Dolphins fans would hope that Bradley Chubb is that to this defense because they blitz a lot. Yeah. They leave their secondary one-on-one a lot. And Josh Allen's going to beat you if you do that too much. If you can drop more guys in the coverage and get after him with your front four, I think uh, that's how you beat the Buffalo Bills. David, uh, Michael hit on it perfectly. He has underperformed if we do balance uh, potential measurables versus uh, execution, output, productivity. However, your brother has actually seen this player at his yeah. best. A little bit of a sigh of relief from little bro today that Bradley Chubb is no longer oh, in the AFC West. Absolutely. Yeah, because we have, we have a running group text with my brother and my, my boys are all in that. And we kind of give him updates because he's busy working and doing his thing. And we just Bradley Chubb to, you know, he's going to the Dolphins. He's like, he's gone? Question yes. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he's absolutely happy that he's no longer in that division, but it's a, it's, it's a good move for Miami. Now it gives them flexibility. They can do what you said, and Rob, you can rush four. You can play that shell of a defense. But if you still want to play some man coverage, now you get in a situation where Bradley's one-on-one. Yeah, you right? Maybe that's a good scenario for him. Maybe he gets some one-on-ones, doesn't get the double teams as much, and he can he can improve his numbers. Yeah, Willie talked about the fact that you now line him up on the opposite side of Jalen Phillips yeah. and that you don't have to – drop somebody back to your point, you can now drop seven or eight back, yeah. mm-hmm. changes the shape. It's you always me. talk about shape and space. That definitely changes the shape and the space for that defense. It definitely does. And again, uh, whatever team is playing the Miami Dolphins going forward, and David, you know this, every time when you get in the big, your big offensive team meeting room, the offensive coordinator stands up and he basically he goes through what issues you're going to have this week. The big sombrero, the big hat is yeah. going to be on Bradley Chubb. They're going to say, hey, guys, every slide, every protection is going to be – this guy's going to affect it, right? And I, I even said in our meeting, David, like – the fact that this guy is now in the division, that takes an eligible receiver out of the pass progression yeah. for Josh Allen because with Bradley Chubb on the field, you got to do something. You got to keep a tight end in. You got to keep a back end. You got to chip him. You got to do something. And quite frankly, you know, oftentimes that only leads to a flat route or something like that. By the but you're still you're rolling the dice, right, if you decide to not do that with a back. If you say, yes. you know what, we're just going to free release him. We're going to let him go. Now your tackle's one-on-one, and we've seen how that ends sometimes. Absolutely. So I think that, yeah, to your point, you, have, you absolutely have to game plan for him, and now that limits you from an offensive perspective on how many guys you can send streaking up the field. Mm-hmm. David Carr, let's talk about the Broncos. Uh, they traded for Jets Jacob Martin to fill the rather large yeah. gap left by Bradley Chubb. That is certainly not like for like, but it is a hole that needed to be filled. It has been filled. Um, I asked Michael, in a division bossed by the Bills, does this close the gap? The answer is yes. In a season of uncertainty for the Broncos, does this close the book on their ambitions for this season? Yeah, I think that, that when you look at the teams that have been making these moves, it's teams that are pretty much like baseball. It's like, okay, we're done. We're not going to make it. Let's trade some of these guys out of here. Let's get some picks. And when you see that happen, you're like, with the Broncos, you're like, well, now what? Now how do you how do you sell that? Like, for baseball, I think it's different. Like, you can just sell it as everyone's always done it. You got to be careful with the teams that are doing this in the football world because, man, the last thing you want, and Rob, is for a team to pack it in halfway through the season and be like, oh, the front office doesn't believe we're going to win anything. Yeah, you know? man. That's tough, right? That's a, that's a hard sell for some of those veteran guys. They're like, I don't it's even t- know if I'm going to be here next it's year. It's a tough sell for the veteran guys, David, to your point, but also – the minute I saw Bradley Chubb go, the first thing in my mind I thought was, what does this mean for Nathaniel Hackett? 
Yeah. If, if they're pressing a reset, new you. ownership, this is my first year coaching, does this mean I'm one and done? Does this right. mean I, I, they're going to fire me question, at the end of the season? Man. Because at the end of the day, we're going to look at this team at the end of the season and say, we're not going to worry, we're not going to, it's not going to be any footnotes, oh, this guy got traded. What was your record at the end of the season, bro? Yeah. You just got a half a billion dollar quarterback, almost a quarter of a billion dollar quarterback, and this is how you end it? That's right. Uh, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't sound too great for Nathaniel Hackett. You brought up money, you brought up the quarterback. It's very interesting when you look at a team, if this is their statement of lack of intent, really, if this is their statement of throwing in the towel, you look at next year, the cap hit that Russell gives to that team, yep. and the year after, they don't have the money to rebuild the way they will need to yeah. rebuild, and these picks are not enough. That's a conversation for another day. Yep. Uh, the Dolphins, incidentally, Full credit to the Dolphins' front office. But I, Dol- I, I, I mean to interrupt you, Levy, no, but you know what? I think it's also a great indictment. I know people will use the word indictment in a negative way, but I think it's a good indictment on the quarterback in Miami. Oh, for sure. Because you don't make this move unless you think you're going somewhere. At the beginning of the season, we thought Tua may have been one of the worst quarterbacks in that division. It was still question about whether he can be a good right. quarterback in this league. Well, I think he's answered those questions when he's been healthy. And now, the way that this team has been responding, they're like, hell, we got a chance. Or even not even to go, like, way off tangent, but, like, Chicago made a yes. move for receivers. Absolutely. What does that tell you about how they feel about Justin Fields? Absolutely. Well, well we're going to talk about Chase yeah. Claypool in a moment, and I think yep. that's exactly the question we want to ask when we circle back to that. Yeah. Let's talk about the Dolphins, who have now used all three of their first-round draft picks that they received from the 49ers prior to the 2021 draft when the Niners moved up to get Trey Lance. Here's what the Dolphins have done with those three first-round picks. They used the first one in a package to trade up to get Jalen Waddle. for the touchdown! Waddle! They used the second in a package to trade for Tyreek Hill. Going to, he's got him! He's got him! Tyreek Hill! And they have now used the third in a package to Ooh. trade for Bradley Chubb. He's hit from behind. The ball is not free. And that was Bradley Chubb. Now, that is... Incredible. You could argue that's as good a value for picks as we've seen maybe in the last decade. Yeah, and I, I and it, it just it just shows competence in the front office. Like we shouldn't be surprised by front office people doing their damn job. Like that's what they're supposed to do. I yeah. think so often we've been um, enamored with some bad decisions from front offices that when a good decision comes up, we're like, oh man, this is. Well, no, guys, this is how it should be. You, you should get value from your trade. You should be able to, you know, get 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 chess pieces that can literally, you know, move the needle uh, from a narrative on your team. I just, I just think it was great that Miami had the wherewithal to do all of this stuff. And I think you, you can do this when your quarterback is on a rookie deal, when your quarterback is a pleasant surprise and not a disappointing failure like everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah, he hasn't lost a game this year, That's right? What? So you're like you're looking at that, you're like, we got we got our guy. And you plug him in there to the system that he's tailor-made for. I mean, yes. he's beautiful. He just rips through his progressions. Maybe he doesn't have the velocity in some of the throws down the field. You're like, oh, Tyreek's waiting. Well, he also can jump out of the gym and make a play on <laughs> yes. it. So, like, who cares? I think that it's great. I think that I think that forever, I've always kind of looked at this as teams overvalue first-round picks, I think. I think when you when you have a target, you can go get a Tyreek Hill for a first-round pick, you go get him. When you go get a Jalen Waddle with a first-round pick and then another guy, go get him. Like, just find a way, especially if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, to your point. Absolutely. Strike while the iron's hot, go try and win a Super Bowl. Okay, I'm going to throw a curveball, and let me see if you can hit it. Uh, I know you can. Uh, Nine games left in the season for this Dolphins uh, team. We do it to a lot of other teams. I find it interesting. Let's do it to the Dolphins. Let's go game by game very quickly. First blush, first thought, we won't hold you to it. But let's look at the remaining games on the schedule. Uh, Week 9, at Chicago. At Chicago, Justin Fields has a new weapon to play with. We'll talk about that in a second. Winner or loss for the Dolphins in Chicago against the Bears. 
Uh, I think they should win it. I think they I mean, should win that game, too. Yeah. Chicago's good, a good team, and they're playing better. Their but best defensive player is gone. Week yeah. 10, the week before the bye, at home, hosting the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns impressed last night uh, on Monday Night Football. Yep. Two weeks from now, in Miami, November 13th, win or a loss. Um, I think they win that game. They do, too. I, Still I, hot in Miami yeah, at that time. I don't feel like Cincinnati had anyone that could handle Amari for some reason. Yeah. Some so going thing, into but. the bye, Michael and David see the Dolphins as a 7-3 and three team going into their bye in week 11. They come out of the bye in week 12 at home against the Texans. Yep. First thought against your Texans? They'll win that game. Yeah, they should win that game. That's a win. The next week, Sunday, December 4th, week oh, 13, that is game. on the road at Santa Clara, at Levi's Stadium, the 49ers against the Dolphins. Right now, I'm going to say the Niners, but I reserve the right to change that. I do agree. I, I, I lean Niners just because it's in San Francisco, but, man, that's going to be a I mean, fantastic. but what if Bradley Chubb has had four sacks since he's been on sure. the team? You know what and I'm it saying? it changes the, the entire structure of the defense. I don't know, man. That exactly. Game. And that kind of makes this whole exercise a little unfair. But first blush, <laughs> you, but first blush you thought it was a loss, yeah. so let's go with that. The next week, also on the road, out here on the West Coast, against the Chargers, the Bolts, the underperforming, let's be honest, yeah. Bolts across the street at SoFi Stadium. Week 14, Bolts, winner or loss? The Dolphins. I think they can win that game. They win that game. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening with San Diego. The next week, also on the road. That is a brutal road trip. Yes, uh, In San Francisco, at L.A., and then back across the country to play your Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they lose that one. That's a loss. That's a loss. They've already beat Buffalo once. Sunday, December 25th. That date strikes me as being important. (laughs) I think that's Christmas. Uh, Christmas Day at home. Hosting the Packers, what do they do against Aaron Rodgers oh, and the Green Bay Packers? Hosting the Packers, that'll week be a good sixteen. One. I think that they win that game. Yeah, yeah I think they. Christmas beat, at home is always a good thing. I think by the fourth quarter, two is tossing champagne. Yep. I think they beat the hell out of them. New yeah. Year's Day, one week later, on the road at Foxborough against New England in a game that could have significance yeah. in terms of the division, in terms of playoff standings. What's your thought? First thought. Oh, at New England, Bill Belichick at the end of the season. There's a lot of tape on two about it, and I'm going to say an L. Well, that's a good one. So I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go against you on this one just because I think, yeah. I think they're a better football team, but that's a good point. They finish up. at home on Sunday, January 8th. That's week 18 against the Jets. I think they win that one. I think they're playing for a higher seed. So. Yeah, Do I you think agree? If, if they have to win that game, I think they win that game. So that's 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 wins that you agree on. That's 11 and 5 Six. Six, yeah. 11 and 5, and then oh, we yeah. have oh, week right. 17. Yep. One of you has 12 and 5, one of you has 11 and 6. Both of those records, I should think, are playoff records. That's a playoff team. Yeah. That's probably yeah. a wild card six. That's a five, five or six. six or seven yeah. seed, correct? Yep. Five or six. In five or six in Michael's estimation. Uh, Dolphins fans, a lot to play for. Good work uh, with your draft picks. Good luck to Bradley Chubb. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. This is NFL Total Access. I am NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy sitting with Michael Robinson and David Carr, and we are talking to you on NFL Deadline Day. We just talked about the move made by the Miami Dolphins to acquire Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos. Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey were paying attention. I find this interesting. I wonder if you find it as interesting. They made a move to go get Naheem Hines from the Indianapolis Colts. And- He's going to flip it to Naeem Hines. Hines on the outside looking for the goal line. He's in. Touchdown, Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines, who is fifth in running back receiving yards in the NFL since 2018. It's almost a chess move in my estimation. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I see your pressure off the edge, Miami Dolphins, and I raise you a check down option for Josh Allen in the passing game. Am I overstating that? No, I think I think that's where I think that's where you're at. I think when you look at this Buffalo Bills team, they didn't have any glaring weaknesses coming into this season. Um, they had pass rushes all over the place. They got the guy in the National Football League from a quarterback perspective in Josh Allen. He can run the football, so he is your backup running back as well. You got a number one receiver, a really good number two receiver in Gabe Davis with tons of slot guys as well. So I think this move was more of those, we're never going to put Josh Allen in a situation where he feels like he has to win the game himself. Because when Josh Allen does that, he's a big, strong dude. He'll throw the ball out of Hotmark Stadium so far. I mean, mm-hmm. that's when the passing gets high. That's when the, that, that's when the, yeah. the play gets erratic. You want Josh calm. You want him knowing that, look, the defense will take care of me. The run game will take care of me in times. I can just throw that ball out there to, to the flat to Stephon Diggs. He's going to get 10 yards. I don't have to actually throw the ball 20 yards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If Josh Allen can stay in that mode, I just don't see a team, a coach. <laughs> I don't see them losing because Brandon Bean has put this team together that well. Maybe Kansas City in the AFC Championship game or something like that. But I just don't see this team losing because of the way that they're the way that they're put together. It's just solidifying your matchups across the board. So, like, they, they feel like they have great matchups on the outside. you got Diggs, you got Davis. Knox is a great one on the inside linebacker. And now at the tight end position on linebackers. Now you have the back, right? And you, you, you have these backs already in your in your stable of backs. But to have two or three guys like that that you can just roll through there. And now Ken Dorsey can just sit up there and be like, what does he run well? What does Naheem yeah. do well? And you just plug him in, you know? And you just find matchups, and, and it's, it's brilliant by them to continue to get better. And I really the think Devin Singletary is the glue to this entire it's offense. It's fantastic. How many first downs does he get on just check downs? Just yeah, and he ran the ball well. Turned, the and he ran too. the yeah. ball When they really, committed really well. to the run, as yeah, we saw great. them do against the Packers, they're effective as hell. Well, because when you defend the Buffalo Bills, you start with two safeties high. Mm-hmm. So you you automatically are man-on-man football yeah. in the box so the run game has numbers full. Yep. 
Next topic, next trade, a statement of intent from the 6-1 Minnesota Vikings, who did a little piece of business today with the Detroit Lions. For the end zone, Hawkinson touchdown, Lions! Vikings get tight end TJ Hawkinson. Lions receive a 2023 next season, next draft, I should say, second round pick, and the draft a year later in 2024, a third round pick. The Vikings get a 2023 fourth round selection and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick along with Hawkinson. The trade is pending Hawkinson passing a physical. We saw him play the other day. He's going to pass the physical. <laughs> Hawkinson, 25 years old, 26 receptions for 395 yards and three touchdowns in seven games this season. Very good numbers for a tight end in this league. With the trade, Hawkinson goes from last place in the NFC North with the Lions at one and six to first place in the NFC North with the Vikings. He fills an immediate need, of course, for Minnesota as tight end Irv Smith Jr. suffered a high ankle sprain in that win over the Cardinals and is expected to miss eight to 10 weeks. So they fill a, a position of need but they do it with a divisional rival. Are you okay with teams helping divisional rivals in a trade? If this was the the Yankees and the Red Sox, <laughs> there'd be mutiny in the streets. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, I'm not a guy that likes to participate in the tribalism of the West society. So you got to understand that. That's my perspective answering this question. So and you know I appreciate it. That's why I asked. <laughs> that, that's my perspective answering this question. So I'm okay with it, right? It's all about does it serve your team, right? If him being there, is it a bad business decision? If him moving him, can you obtain some assets that's going to help your team? I look at this as real interesting, though, David, because you got to understand where the head coach and play caller from the Minnesota Vikings, where he came from, yep. and Kevin O'Connell, right? He's been in that Shanahan tree, right? That mm -hmm. Shanahan run the football, play action pass, move your chess piece of a wide receiver around and create leverage that way. I believe, just based off of just, just looking, at, looking at football, I believe this Minnesota Vikings offense is going to look similar to the Rams offense because that's where Kevin O'Connell came from. But where the Rams operate through the wide receivers, I think he's going to operate exactly more right. through the tight ends, right? Yeah. And, and this matchup, the, the, now you got two guys when Irv Smith is healthy, two guys who can block. They, they, they have the, they're willing to block yeah. on the edge. You can run the football with Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook, two great runner, two number one running backs in my opinion. And now the play action pass becomes that much th that much more alive. So I just think that adding this chess piece is more of a schematic chess piece move than anything else. Look, last night I wasn't really high on the Vikings. I, they, I know they, the record is what it is. They're at the yeah. top of their, their division. But I wasn't really excited about it because I look at it from a matchup standpoint, I didn't think that they had a whole lot. Like, they're, they're playing good situational football. They're running the football well. But nothing really scared me about them other than Justin Jefferson, possibly. You know, but then you go throughout the course of the day, and Hawkinson now is a guy that I think is going to be dynamic in this offense. I think that that, that exactly laid out with the Rams' philosophy of running the football and using play action. I mean, Hawkinson's going to be running wide open yeah. on this offensive system with Justin Jefferson and the coverage that he just pulls to the other side of the field. T.J. Hawkinson left side out, runs a man. He's in the field to the 25, to the 20, to the 15. I love it. I think it's a brilliant move, and, and I love that Minnesota said, you know what, we have a need. Obviously, Irv's hurt. He's going to be back for the yeah. playoffs. But I think that if we can plug TJ into this thing, get him going, now we add both those guys in there. Now you're now you're all of a sudden a very, very good football team where I thought maybe they were a little bit of maybe not for real. But I think they're for real now. In that NFC North, Aaron Rodgers was hoping for some news of a move today. He didn't get it. The first place Vikings do. And now they look like this. Uh, Michael, you alluded to it. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, and Alexander Madison, yeah. who incidentally, you are about to step out onto stage one to interview. But before you do, 
I'm of the opinion that this young man may be the best RB2 in the league. Now, I realize that Kareem Hunt just raised his eyebrows and Tony Pollard just threw his phone, but he may not get enough respect, and quite frankly, this Vikings team may not get enough respect. What do you have to tell us about Alexander Madison before you interview him? Well, um, just like I saw him in the green room a little bit earlier, like, I think he's a, I think he's an RB1 in this league. Um, and when you look at this Vikings run game, that's what... That's what, you know, we don't talk as much about. And that's what, when you really look at the scheme on, on, on tape, that's what assures me or gives me the confidence to say, man, this Vikings team may be better than, than what we thought. The double teams with Garrett Bradbury and the guys up front, I mean, they're moving people. They're, like, taking defensive tackles and putting them in the lap of the linebackers. And, again, Alexander Madison, I believe, is, a, is an RB1 in the National Football League. He backs up Dalvin Cook. And you usually don't get two number one backs in the same backfield that operate as, you know, um, as nicely with each other as those two guys do, right? There's only one football, right? And most of those guys, want those RB1s, they want to get all the carries. So I think they got a good situation in the backfield Thank with you. the Minnesota Vikings. And, um, yeah, I want to see if a newer version of Kirk Cousins can start to emerge and show himself because, again, the old narrative on Kirk is that he can't win big games. Well, that is the narrative for Kirk Cousins. It's been dogging him for years, even when he was in Washington. And then, of course, it followed him even closely, more closely because of the because of the contract that he signed. Is he overpaid? Now, of course, he seems like a, like a, like a steal in the modern market. But tell me, talk to me, David, about Kirk Cousins because he is one of the reasons why the Vikings tend to be overlooked and perhaps undervalued. Uh, Michael's going to ask Alexander Madison about this in a moment. Should we buy in on Kirk Cousins version 2022? Yes, I think it's, it's mostly because of the pieces around him. I think that, that that's always been something that when you look at Kirk and where he's struggled or where he's, he's failed, I guess if you want to say that he has, it's been in those situations where, okay, now it's third down. Now you got to drop back pass. Now you got to win consistently from the pocket because what happens against this type of offense is if they can get the run and the play action pass going, he's going to have a 158.3 quarterback rating. That's yep. just what it is. And that's what he's going to do at, you know, one o'clock on Sunday afternoon against the teams that aren't good enough to stop that or have a real plan to really slow down that type of offense. But when it's always come down to him having to drop back pass and throw the football, he's failed a little bit. He's come up short. And I think that, that that's ultimately what's going to be deciding in this year is when you get to the situation that is going to present itself at some point where he's got to win. He's got to throw the ball from the pocket. He's got to win in the two-minute drive. Can he do it? And that's, that's what it's going to go back to because – if it's run and play action, Kirk's going to be money. He's got his guy. He's got his coach. They, they, they are great in situational football. They can run the football well. They're going to dump it to TJ Hawkinson, who's going to be running wide open in this offense. I can already see it happening, right? But yeah. then there's going to come a time, you know, in a playoff game, in a scenario where they're favored to win. They're rolling out there on prime time, and he's got to win. He's got to throw the ball 30 or 40 times in a game. Can he do that consistently? We haven't seen him do it mm. in the past, and I don't necessarily think that the offensive system that he's been in historically mm. has been able to really do that. And if you really dig into the weeds, you know, even the Rams, right, they had to add Matt Stafford, who's brilliant from the pocket, yep. who's brilliant at these making plays and making these throws in those clutch situations. I haven't seen Kirk do it. Can he do it? We'll see. Well, I, you know what I think is interesting, what you said there. It sounds like what you said in a nutshell was Kirk needs to play complementary football. Yeah, he he not he he needs to complement what the offense is already oh, doing exactly, the, which is running the football. Yep. Oh, and then oh yeah, by the way, I'm a great play action passer, man. Right. I can beat you in that. And that's type where he's of always game. been great at that. And yep. and again, when the, when the game comes down to him having to will his team to it, and this is no disrespect to Kirk Cousins because I don't believe there's a lot of these guys walking. There the aren't planet. a lot of guys. You yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying? It would put a lot of pressure on him. You know? Drop back and win a game with his arm, that's pretty tough to There's do. There's a handful of them. Yeah. Okay, Michael, Alexander Madison. My name is Alexander Madison. <laughs> 
There's a million things I haven't done. I know. I had to. But th- just you wait. Just you wait. Well, is, a Super, Bowl, out is a Super Bowl one of them? We will see. <laughs> Mike, take the mic. Let's welcome fourth-year pro from the first-place Minnesota Vikings, running back Alexander Madison to NFL Total Access. Welcome, big dog. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Now, the Vikings, they're 6-1. and one. They're seventh in the power rankings. It feels like your team is getting a little disrespected, right? Why shouldn't this team be overlooked? I mean, you just look at it, the, the pieces we have, you know, um, it, it's one of those things you kind of feel that disrespect. Um, but as much as you want to feel disrespected, you just keep your head down. You know, we, we know what we have in that locker room. Uh, we know the feeling that we have in that locker room and just understanding that there's so much left out there on the field that we still haven't fully accomplished and fully done. We haven't had a perfect game. And uh, to be sitting where we're at right now, we just, you know, got to keep doing us. And hopefully, you know, that respect comes. Well, in my opinion, a big reason for the disrespect is the Kirk Cousins, right? We talk about Kirk Cousins in big games. Why shouldn't we overlook Kirk Cousins? I mean, adding the, the dual threat to his title, I think he just did. Dual threat? Huh? You <laughs> said Kirk Cousins dual threat? <laughs> I think he might have just added a little bit of dual threat to his title. But, I mean, you, you see Kirk Cousins is always just continuously grown as a passer in this league. And, um, you know, the numbers don't lie. Um, I didn't know I didn't notice before until someone pointed it out to me. I think my dad, I was talking to you before, sends me screenshots of stuff yeah. and like his statistics just continue to grow. But um, just as a leader and as a player that just has that fire in his heart and, I, you know, the team feels it. I know that he's just doing everything that he can to make sure he leads his team uh, to the dance at the end of it. Tell us about your relationship with Dalvin Cook. Man, he's a great runner, but sometimes it's only one football, right? Sometimes, uh, you know, a group of, uh, of the backfield, sometimes they don't always handle sharing the load. Talk about you guys' relationship. Man, that's, uh, that's my big brother, man. He, yeah. He's a brother to me. He took me under his wing as soon as I came in and just showed me the ropes. And I think he, you know, I, I credit a lot of the way that I run and the way that I've adjusted to this league uh, to him and the way that he kind of just... Not only did he kind of give me that brotherly love, but that, you know, he told me, try and take my spot. There you he go. He told me straight out the gate, try and take my spot. And so, you know, that type of relationship, I think from the jump, just kind of built that bond that we have. And I think it shows out there on the field, you know, us picking each other's brains, not, not necessarily just him, you know, big time at me and mm-hmm. saying, you little bro, but also at the same time, like, yo, how do you do that? Yo, yes. what are you seeing? And so... Yeah, man, just, I, I love him, man. Well, and realizing the best version of yourself makes him the best version of himself, and it makes the entire Minnesota Vikings better. Now, you guys just acquired TJ Hawkinson, uh, a, you know, a, a big-time tight end from the Detroit Lions. Just talk about what he can add to this offense. Yeah, I think uh, that's, I, you know, I want to commend him on his game and, and him getting to the point where he is in his career, and I think that it's just a, a good move for us, um, not only just adding weapons to the arsenal, but... Just, you know, seeing where we can kind of improve our game, especially with, um, you know, some of the stuff that's going around as far as staying healthy in this league. I think that he adds that and I can't wait to meet him, you know, get back to Minnesota and meet him, dap him up and, uh, you know, get him right, get him ready to go. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A you are listening to nfl total access the podcast michael robinson and david carr are my guests today and the next topic is the next trade chase claypool to the bears for a second round pick throws it for the end zone touchdown chase claypool a leaping grab chase claypool was himself a second round pick uh he is now traded for a second round pick. Justin Fields has to be a happy man today. Absolutely. Yeah, because the, the our organization is behind him too. Because you don't make this trade uh, yep. if you don't think that he's the guy. You know, you got a defensive coach that's not necessarily the guy that didn't isn't the guy that drafted him. How do you feel about it? How do we feel like we, the perception on the outside is we don't really know. Justin's played great the last couple weeks. Boom, go make a trade for Chase. Let's go for, try and win some football games. I love it. Chase. Let's be honest. This is the first move that this front office has made to support. Yeah, this. really, right? I mean, let's be honest yeah. with you. So, yeah, I'm happy. It's really who's, who else has been around him. There's nobody there. <laughs> nobody. You know? 32 catches, 311 yards, only one touchdown this year. But we have seen what this guy is capable of on his day. A big-bodied receiver. He can bully you uh, on the ball. He can high point like the best in the biz. Um, and he can win a lot of those contested catches that D'Angelo Hall and other D-backs talk about. Those are the guys they fear the most. Yeah. Dogs who can just muscle you off the ball. We saw a little Terry McLaurin do it the yeah. other day. Yeah. But if you have the desire, that's the question for me. Does Chase Claypool have the desire? He doesn't always strike me as a guy who works as hard as maybe the moment demands that he, that he does. Hey, Chicago's a different town, different team. New air, new atmosphere, new quarterback. Let's see what he's and capable of. And it's a different situation, right? When you're a wide receiver with the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you're not wide receiver number one, right, they're, they always got wide outs. So you're not going to be the one that's going to dominate getting the football in, in Pittsburgh because they're, they're always guys. I think in Chicago, he can reinvent himself. He can be that coverage dictator. He can be the classic X receiver uh, for this offense. But I, I will tell Justin Fields this. If I was Justin Fields, the first thing I would do is walk up to him the very first time he steps in that offense and steps into that locker room and say, hey, bro, I got your back. I'm here for you. But I'm, I'm going to go through my reads. Don't be in my ear during the game telling me to feed you the football. Because, again, that's what happened with these number one guys, right? After you, you hear the rumblings in the locker room that maybe there were some issues with Clay, um, um, with uh, Claypool not necessarily following all the rules and all those things. Now he can reinvent himself in another city. And sometimes that means you think you're the guy, you're the man. Justin Fields, you're the leader in that locker room. He needs to go up to him and just set the tone right at the very beginning. Uh, I think that's a great comment because if you look at the wide receiver room in Chicago right now, Nikhil Harry, Darnell Mooney, mm-hmm. Uh, Equinemia St. Brown, Dante Pettis, and now Chase Claypool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Some weapons to work with. Like Michael said, they're finally helping this kid out. Let's see what you're capable of, Justin Fields. It looks like they have discovered uh, an offense that fits the personnel finally. over the last two weeks. It's exciting to see. Let's see what they're capable of. I see, man, especially with the cap situation this front office came, in, came into. Yeah. But it's one of those things I can't figure it out, right? Like, are they trying to, like, are they, do they think they're going to win this year? Like, do they think they're in it right. this year? Or I don't is this think a, they even know. That's what I'm saying. Or is yeah. this a future move? I, I don't know, because usually during the trade deadline, teams don't make this move unless you're in it. You're in the thick of it. I'm not so sure that Chicago right now is in the thick of it. Yeah, I like the idea of getting a guy that matches your quarterback. Yeah. Like, when you watch Justin play, he's a guy that really believes. He gives his guys chances, and so you go grab a big physical guy like you laid out that's going to go up and make plays on these 50-50 balls, and that can inspire a team, too, especially yes, when you're a run-first team. You throw a ball down there, one-on-one situation, he's one of the best in the league at doing that. So I love it. The next topic is power as in power rankings. Uh, Seahawks crack the top 10. Yes. I'm finally. happy about that one. Finally. Yes, finally. Geno Smith playing great football. Best football of his life. Almost 80% completion, something like that. Yep. And he is balling. He's not turning the ball over. What we great. say in preseason. If you don't turn the football over, you give your teams a chance. And it looks like my old coach, head coach and Pete here, looks like he's having fun again. Like he's smiling, ran into the ref. And Get one of the refs, yeah. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. Texans 32. I say that only because you're here and it's fun to see your face. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go from the top. I'm going to read down from one to the bottom. You stop me when something seems out of place. Okay. Number one, Bills. Yes. Yeah. Then the Eagles. Yeah. Then the Chiefs. Okay. Then the Cowboys. Mm. A little bit of a, mm, a little bit of a change yeah. in note. Well, the they, they only really have one guy on the outside. Yeah. So that's the only guy I get concerned about that. If team can come in and say, you know what, you're not running the football. Now what now what do you and, and and I look at if the Cowboys were to play the Minnesota Vikings yeah. ten times, who wins those games? Like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and you I know? think that's a yeah. very fair question when you consider yep. who is immediately behind the Cowboys in the power rankings. Number five, 49ers. Great football. Oh. I think the Niners win seven out of ten against yeah. the Cowboys. Me too. So too. Me too. Yeah. The Ravens are six. I think the Ravens win six Rogue out of ten Smith against now. the Cowboys. And maybe Rogue they split Smith. five yeah. and five. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh the Vikings at seven. Oh, that's a little disrespect to the Vikings right now. A little bit, yeah. Titans number eight. Uh, overvalued uh, for me. I'm, I'm overvalued. That is overvalued. Uh, who do they throw to? I gotta still don't. Exactly. They played the Texans. Of course, they're gonna run for 200 yards. They throw to AJ Brown. Obviously, you see oh, those after. The catch. <laughs> oh wait. Oh shoot. Oh wait. Wrong team. Sorry, John. That's my brother. <laughs> Season ticket holder for the Titans. Sorry, bro. Uh, Seahawks at nine. Bengals. Bengals at ten. Apparently, this may 10. have been. This may have been Had to be uh, posted before yeah. the end of the game. I hope so. Before, before the, the end of the, of the first game? half. Did you even look at anything? Please. Yeah. It was like, twenty-five zip at one point. Correct. Yeah. Pass on that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Bengals, we, we register yeah. as a problem. So early dissension on the Cowboys at four. Not huge question marks, but certainly question, question marks, marks for the Cowboys at four. Uh, some real uh, with the Titans at eight. Some disrespect potentially for the Vikings at seven. Yes. And some real concerns for the Bengals at ten, considering that the team that beat them soundly last night, the Browns, are 21. Oh. Giants, 11. Mm. Dolphins, 12. What? Patriots, 13. What's the what? Tell me the 12? what. 12? 12 for Dolphins? 12 for the Dolphins. They lost a football game. With well, that was lost. before today's news. Still, yeah. Bradley Chubb, right? Yeah. I mean, they should be in the top 10 even before yeah. Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Patriots, 13. Jets, 14. A run on AFC Patriots East teams. 13. Rams, 15. Chargers, 16. Then we have mm. Saints, Falcons, Packers, plummet to 19. Yes. Bucks, plummet Ooh, to 20. Wow. The aforementioned Browns at 21, Cardinals at 22. Kyler 
doesn't hear us. He's playing. He's playing the Call game. Of Duty. Playing his Call game. Of Duty. Raiders at twenty-three. Yeah. Cover your ears. Bruh. That's fine. Bears. <laughs> what the hell is going on out there, man? Bears at twenty-four. Bears. I, th I would say Raiders at twenty-three and Bears at twenty-four are destined to rise. I don't say that because you're sitting here because will, I thought yeah. that the Raiders were about to go on a six-game winning too. streak. Me too. I yep. don't know what happened this past either. week. Still can't put my finger on. Okay. Let's yeah. let's not even ask you about right. that. Um, and then you've got my Commanders at twenty-five, Broncos twenty-six, then Steelers, Colts, Panthers, Jags, Lions, Texans. I think at the bottom of the barrel, it's all silt yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. There's no point in sort of worrying about who maybe should no. be above the other. That's the current power rankings. What's wrong with it? Cincy, Who's too high? Cincy Who's too low? definitely shouldn't be nowhere. In nowhere top yeah, 10. No. And I think Miami should be a little higher than 12, especially with this new news. And the Cowboys um, made me nervous at four. Like, I get that. That's, that's Well, see, when you're number four in the power rankings, if you could carry that through the season, that comes with some expectation. And yeah. Dallas Cowboys don't do well with expectations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all. Right, yeah. That's all. It's almost like you want them to be a little lower so that they can, you know, yeah, fight adversity, have a chip on their shoulder, on their yeah, shoulder going yeah. forward. The two big games of this week, and I want quick answers because we're running out of time. The first big game this week, the L.A. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's sort of the disappointment bowl of week nine. Um, it's a tough question to answer. Who are you more confident in, Rams or Bucks? I'm more confident in the Rams. I just think that uh, the Rams' issues look a little bit more fixable. Uh, Van Jefferson just got back healthy. His injection into this offense will provide some speed or provide a little bit more space. Yeah. I know Cooper Cup's a little banged up, but that space will get Cooper Cup a little bit a little bit more open, a little bit more space to operate. Sean McVay called the run game a little bit more. Daryl Henderson is a pretty capable back. I thought that they would do something to get another back in there. They didn't, but run the football. I think they'll be fine. To me, uh, Tampa Bay's issues are just not fixed. Do you agree? I, I agree. I, I don't think that you can fix the Bucks problems. Otherwise, Tom Brady would have already done it. Yep. You know, he would have found a way to get the ball out of his hand faster, run the football screen game. Like, there's just nothing going right. The defense is getting pancaked. Devin White's getting pancaked 20 yards down the field. Yeah. It's not what I'm used to from the Bucks. At least the Rams give me a little bit of hope. What they showed in the first half last week is actually, you know, even though Matt Stafford's under a lot of pressure, and Willie even brought this up earlier today, mm -hmm. he's like, oh, they're all under pressure. I'm like, yeah, but Stafford's great against yes. the pressure. Like, he's historically, that's, thing. Yeah. that's what he does. Like, all the years in Detroit, number one quarterback in the league against pressure, who is it? Matt it's Stafford. always been Matt Stuck Stafford. in Detroit. So yeah. that's why they brought him here. They'll find their way out of it. Uh, the next game, the second game, and the last game we will talk about, uh, the Tennessee Titans in Kansas City at Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if the Titans, even with 200-plus yards from Derrick Henry, barely beat your Texans, mm -hmm. how badly will the Chiefs beat the Titans, or am I missing something? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it, there's a, it's a fair question. Uh, but again, if Patrick Mahomes stays patient, if Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, if they continue when it's two safeties high, just run the football and just do the things that yep. sound football teams do, I don't, I don't know if this game gets close, but if they start to, you know, if Patrick Mahomes plays some hero ball, gets a little antsy, tries right. to push the ball downfield, he can give opportunities for Jeffrey, um, for, um, Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree and those pass rushers can get to him. Um, that's the only way I see the Tennessee Titans winning. I, I completely agree. I think I, I just don't know who the Titans like. We look at them in the top ten power rankings. Like, who are they throwing the football to? Like, if they're not playing the Texans and Derrick Henry can't run for 200 yards. What is their offensive system like? Malik Willis was the quarterback there. He didn't have to do yeah. anything. They won the game, but like, it's going to be a lot different. Bobby case. Trees. I man, think Robert that's Woods well. I think there. that's the big question. Bobby Trees. Yeah, but can you go to who's second? Who, who's their Who's their wide receiver? Right, rookie, maybe, maybe, exactly. right? Traylon Burks. It's yeah. a it's tough yeah. to sort of go down the list and feel confident about it. Am yeah. I saying the right names? Is that is that right? Is I that who plays for Tennessee? I don't even know. That's a tough one. Okay, last question. Who won trade deadline day, or who won this trade period? Let, and let's not forget, Christian McCaffrey was 
you know, uh, was part of this trade period. So yes. maybe it's an easy answer that the Niners won. Did the Dolphins win? I would say on paper it was the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, because when you just look at the division that they play in, the guy, the Bills, and the guy, Josh Allen, who they got to take down if they want any semblance of, you know, of, of hosting some playoff games in the playoffs, they got to beat the Bills. And so you go get a pass rusher, a guy that you can couple with, the, with three other guys and send four at Josh Allen and drop seven. That is the way you, that is the way you slow him down. I'm not saying you, you're guaranteed to win that way, but that's a way that you at least give your chance, give your team, the Miami Dolphins, a chance to compete against the Buffalo Bills. So I, I would say the Dolphins. You buy that? Yeah, I think that could be, when we look at it, we, that could be more important than what the 49ers did. I do like the fact that they added Christian to Debo Samuels. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch that offensive system. I mean, the first play of the game, they had him lined up Christian as yeah. wide receiver. So yeah. it's like they, they're telling you what they're going to do with this guy. Move him everywhere. Debo will be plugged back into that offense. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Maybe that's enough to get them over the hump where they haven't been able to go in the last couple of Like years. when they go empty and yeah. split, like put Christian on one side you don't and, have guys on the and, defense. and put Debo on the other side. Like, you throw what, Kittle out there, Ayuk. Like what the do you deem the passing strength? Right, where is passing Who are you going to double? Like, <laughs> you gonna double that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Jimmy can literally take quarterback draw, just walk 10 that, yards up yeah. put the ball down. So. That's, 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 Dolphins big winners, Niners clearly big winners with these guys. And you cannot discount the fact that when you are an NFL player and you go to bed on a losing team and you wake up it's gotta be an incredible on a contender, that is a win. That is a winning day. Look at what Chase Claypool leaves the 27th ranked Steelers. Uh, Naheem Hines leaves the 28th ranked Colts. TJ Hawkinson leaves the 31st ranked Lions, and they wake up today. Real consideration yeah. for out the playoffs. Like, playoff Bye, guys. I'll see y'all later. And maybe even a Super Bowl. <laughs> that will be determined in the days and weeks to come. I want to thank today's guests, Michael Robinson and David Carr. I want to invite you to join us tomorrow when we will have picks and predictions for the first game of the ninth week. That is Philly at Houston. Will it be as easy for the undefeated Eagles as we expect it to be? The answer is no. It's not actually. It's not no. It's hell no. And we will tell you why tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.